0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel Treasure Valley. Today we see that the people of Judah don't even know the Lord, and they are unashamed of their abominations. Therefore, Jeremiah grieves for his people. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 8 on Simply the Bible.
0: Jeremiah was the lone prophet, predicting the destruction of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. You see, the people's sins had finally caught up with them, and God's judgment would come. Now, Tophet was in the valley of the son of Hinnom, which was outside Jerusalem. There, the people, sadly, tragically, had sacrificed their own children in the fire to the god Molech. Therefore, it would no longer be called the Valley of the Son of Hinnom, but the Valley of Slaughter, because the Babylonians would kill so many Jews there that there would be no place to bury the bodies, and they would become food for the birds and the beasts. We continue this prophecy in Jeremiah chapter 8. At that time, says the Lord, they shall bring out the bones of the kings of Judah and the bones of its princes and the bones of the priests, and the bones of the prophets, and the bones of the inhabitants of Jerusalem out of their graves. They shall spread them before the sun, and the moon, and all the host of heaven, which they have loved, and which they have served, and after which they have walked, which they have sought, and which they have worshipped. They shall not be gathered nor buried, they shall be like refuse on the face of the earth. Then death shall be chosen rather than life, and all the residue of those who remain of this evil family, who remain in all the places where I have driven them, says the Lord of hosts. The Babylonians would desecrate the graves of kings, princes, priests, and prophets, and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and scatter their bones upon the ground. The people had been worshiping the moon goddess Ashtoreth and the sun god Baal. So now their bodies would be spread out before these gods that they worshiped. King Josiah had made Tophet a garbage dump because of the idolatry and the child sacrifice that had occurred there. But now their bodies would be like so much refuse on the ground. Now verse 2 reveals The deadly progression of idolatry. First, they loved their idols. Their idols were attractive to them. They appealed to their flesh. Second, they served them. Whatever you love, you naturally want to serve. Third, they walked after them. Those whom you love and serve, you follow. Fourth, they sought them. Convinced that their gods, their idols, would benefit them, they sought them. And fifth, they worshiped them. To worship means to bow down, to give yourself completely to the one you worship. Now, keep in mind, an idol is anything that comes between you and your worship of God. It's your master passion. What benefit, however, did their idolatry bring them? They worshiped dead idols that could not see nor hear, and they became just as spiritually dead Blind and deaf. Now, during the Babylonian siege and subsequent captivity, conditions would become so bad that many would choose death rather than life. This was also fulfilled after the Roman destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD, where there were those who went to Masada and actually took their own lives rather than becoming slaves to the Romans. Verse 4. Moreover, you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord, will they fall and not rise? Will one turn away and not return? Why is this people slidden back, Jerusalem, in a perpetual backsliding? They hold fast to deceit, they refuse to return. I listened and heard, but they do not speak aright. No man repented of his wickedness, saying, What have I done? Everyone turned to his own course. As the horse rushes into the battle, even the stork in the heavens knows her appointed times, and the turtle dove, the swift, and the swallow observe the time of their coming. But my people do not know the judgment of the Lord. Rather than holding on to the Lord, they had held on to deceit. And you know, many people would rather hold on to a lie rather than seeking the truth simply because the lie is more comfortable? They had turned away from the Lord. They had served themselves. They had backslidden, and yet they never returned. And even when it was clear that their ways were only harming them, they refused to seek God. God points out that even the birds know the time of their migration. They know the seasons and circumstances beyond their control but they didn't know the judgments of their Lord. They should have seen that the things that were going wrong were happening by the hand of God and they should have turned back to the Lord in his ways, but they didn't. How can you say we are wise and the law of the Lord is with us? Look, the false pen of the scribes certainly works falsehood. The wise men are ashamed. They are dismayed and taken. Behold, they have rejected the word of the Lord. So what wisdom do they have? The people that should have been wise, the scribes, those who were teachers, they had turned themselves to falsehood. And yet they said, well, we have the law of the Lord. But what good did the law do if they didn't keep it? They had rejected God's word, so they had no wisdom. Therefore, I will give their wives to others and their fields to those who will inherit them. Because from the least, even to the greatest, everyone is given to covetousness. From the prophet, even to the priest, everyone deals falsely. They would lose everything, their wives, their children, their fields, their houses. All of these things would come upon them because they had given themselves to covetousness. The word really means ill-gotten gain. But the idea here is that they were so full of greed that they didn't care what they needed to do to get it. For they have healed the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly saying, peace, peace. When there is no peace, they kept saying, oh, it's going to be okay. It's going to get better. But there was no peace and things only got worse. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? No, they were not at all ashamed, nor did they know how to blush. Therefore, they shall fall among those who fall in the time of their punishment. They shall be cast down, says the Lord. They should have been ashamed over their abominations, realizing that what they were doing was contrary to God's word. But they didn't even know how to blush anymore. They were so jaded. So they would fall in the time of their punishment. I will surely consume them, says the Lord. No grapes shall be on the vine nor figs on the fig tree and the leaf shall fade and the things I have given them shall pass away from them. Why do we sit still? Assemble yourselves and let us enter the fortified cities and let us be silent there. For the Lord our God has put us to silence and given us water of gall to drink because we have sinned Against the Lord, we looked for peace, but no good came, and for a time of health, and there was trouble. The snorting of his horses was heard from Dan. The whole land trembled at the sound of the neighing of his strong ones, for they have come and devoured the land and all that is in it, the city and those who dwell in it. For behold, I will send serpents among you, vipers, which cannot be charmed, and they shall bite you, says the Lord. Jeremiah is saying, look, why are we just sitting still here? Let's assemble ourselves. Let's gather in the fortified cities and be still, be quiet, seek the Lord, repent of our sins. Obviously, God has given us gall to drink. We have sinned. We look for peace and it didn't come. We look for health, but now we have only trouble. And now we hear that the invading army is coming from the north. So What shall we do? Obviously, God has brought this upon us. When those things happen, there is nothing to do except to be still before God, to confess our sins and to ask him to show us the right way. But they were not willing to do that. I would comfort myself in sorrow. My heart is faint in me. Listen, the voice, the cry of the daughter of my people from a far country. Is not the Lord in Zion? Is not her king in her? Why have they provoked me to anger with their carved images with foreign idols? So Jeremiah would look for some kind of solace and the only comfort that there was was in his own sorrow over his people. His heart was faint and he was moved by the cry of the daughter of, of his people. It's interesting that he would refer to the daughter of his people. And I think there is something about a father's connection with his daughter and the way that his heart will go out toward his daughter in compassion if ever she should be hurt. And I think this is what Jeremiah was referring to. And he was relating really to the Lord's compassion over his daughter as he had seen her go after these foreign idols. The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people I am hurt. I am mourning. Astonishment has taken hold of me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no recovery for the health of the daughter of my people? And so, normally the time of harvest would be a time of joy. Instead, The harvest had come and gone and they were not saved. Things were only worse. It was a time of depression. And thus, as the people were hurt, so Jeremiah was hurt. As God's heart was hurt over the condition of his people, over the punishment that he was going to have to bring. And Jeremiah was heartbroken along with the Lord's broken heart. You know, it is good for us to allow our hearts to be broken over the things that break God's heart. In fact, that is a good place to be. Uh, Even though it may not be joyful, when your heart is broken, when your heart breaks over people that have done things that you know is going to hurt them, is going to hurt others, and yet that is the Lord's heart as well. And there is a fellowship in that kind of suffering with the Lord. Now, Jeremiah said, is there no balm in Gilead? In Gilead, there was a certain evergreen that produced an oil that was considered a balm, and that's the balm of Gilead. But it was a good treatment for certain conditions, but there was no balm that could heal the hurt of his people. There was no physician that could heal them. There was no recovery. And we end chapter 8 on this sad note. But understand that when terrible times occur, When God's heart is broken over the backslidings of his people, when God sees that idolatry in the hearts and lives of his people is only bringing them harm, what can we do? Well, we can join in with Jeremiah. We can weep. He was the weeping prophet. We can be still. We can seek the Lord. We can humble ourselves. And we can turn from those things that are lies. And we can seek the right way revealed in the Word of God.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will return to the book of 2 Chronicles to see the amazing thing that happened when the Ark of the Covenant was first moved into the temple and how King Solomon responded. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching through God's Word on Simply the Bible.